This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 135. All he wants is you. In his book, All I Want Is You, Bishop Sandy Miller describes attending a conference in California some years ago at which he saw the Spirit of God working in powerful ways. When it was over, he went for a long walk along the coast. He writes, As I was walking, I was caught up with the excitement of all that lay ahead and the thrill of the Spirit of God. I was saying, Lord, I'll give you anything you want. I'll do anything you want me to do. Sandy continues, I can honestly claim to have only heard the Lord speak about three times in this way, but as clearly as I've ever heard him speak, he said, All I want is you. It was the most humbling thing. He can do anything he likes, but all he wants is you. From Psalm 61 Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Be led by God. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by all the issues you face in life? David was overwhelmed and fainting. He was a leader, the king. Those who lead others need themselves to be led by God. This prayer is applicable to us all. He cried out to God to listen to his prayer and to lead him. Above all, this prayer is a prayer for protection. There are times when we want to run and hide. God provides us with a place to get away from it all. He is a safe house. He provides us with physical protection of rock-like strength, the emotional protection of his arms around us, and the spiritual protection of your love and faithfulness. Lord, lead me into your presence today and lead me in all the decisions I make, the conversations I have, and the words that I speak. New Testament from John 8 To the Jews who'd believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you're looking for a way to kill me, a man who's told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You're doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. 
Jews answered him, Are we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I'm not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I'm not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, who you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You're not yet fifty years old, they said to him. And you've seen Abraham? Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Be liberated by Jesus. Nelson Mandela spoke about a prison guard who said to him, Do you know that I have the power to have you killed? Mandela responded, Do you know that I have the power to go to my death freely? Do you want to live a life of true freedom? Jesus is the great liberator. If Jesus liberates you, then you are really and unquestionably free. But who is this Jesus? Indeed, Jesus asked this very question, Who do you think you are? His answer points to his unique relationship with his father. It culminates with the extraordinary claim, Before Abraham was born, I am. This was exactly the same way that God revealed himself to Moses at the burning bush. Jesus uses language that only God could use. His opponents pick up stones to stone him for blasphemy. Although Jesus' relationship with his father was unique, through Jesus you too can know God. The relationship brings freedom to your life. But what does this freedom mean? Jesus says that to know him is to know the truth and that the truth will set you free. In Judaism, the truth was the law, and the study of and adherence to the law made a person free. Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Christians are sometimes accused of being narrow-minded or anti-intellectual, as contrasted with those who call themselves free thinkers. Jesus says that in fact the opposite is the case. Following Jesus is the way of intellectual freedom and integrity. Truth is revealed by God. Jesus is the truth. He's God's ultimate revelation. Knowing the truth is not about assenting to propositions, but about knowing a person. Knowing Jesus broadens your mind, increases your depth of insight, and widens your scope of understanding. To live in truth is to live in a relationship of love with Jesus, who is the truth. This doesn't mean that we have all the answers, but that we have a true framework of thinking. Scientific laws provide a framework 
that gives freedom to investigate in the physical realm. God's revelation provides the framework that gives intellectual freedom to investigate in the spiritual realm. Belief leads to understanding. The response to Jesus' words were, We are Abraham's descendants, and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? But Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. To sin is to be a slave to our compulsions, our addictions, our need for power and admiration, a slave to what others think of us, a slave to the fear of others. Without Jesus Christ, all of us are slaves to sin. But if the Son liberates you, then you are really and unquestionably free. First, freedom from shame. Jesus sets you free from guilt and shame. He died so that you could be forgiven and your guilt and shame could be taken away. Second, freedom from addiction. He set you free from addiction, being a slave to sin. On the cross, the power of addiction was broken. Although you may still fall from time to time, the power of the addiction to sin is broken when Jesus sets you free. While some may receive complete freedom from a specific addiction when they come to Jesus, for others it may be a longer process. Third, freedom from fear. Jesus sets you free from fear. He came so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Jesus says here, I tell you the truth, whoever keeps my word will never see death. Death is not the end for those whom Jesus has set free. Rather, it's the gateway to heaven. When Jesus sets you free from the fear of death, he also sets you free potentially from all other fears. Fourth, freedom to know God. Jesus sets you free to have a relationship with God like his own. Jesus is the supreme example of a person who's led by God. He says of himself, I heard from God. But he also goes on to say, Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. It is possible for us all to hear from God. Jesus says, I know him. He makes it possible for you to know God. Fifth, freedom to be yourself. Rather than attempting to be a second-rate version of someone else, Jesus sets you free to be your true self as God intended you to be. Sixth, freedom to love. Jesus sets you free to love the opposite of the self-centeredness of sin. He sets you free intellectually, morally, and emotionally. This is true freedom. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Lord, thank you for the freedom that you bring to my life. Thank you that I can know you and hear your voice. Old Testament from Judges 20 and 21 Israel, apart from Benjamin, mustered 400,000 swordsmen all of them fit for battle. The Israelites went up to Bethel and inquired of God. They said, Who of us is to go up to fight against the Benjaminites? The Lord replied, Judah shall go first. The Israelites went out to fight the Benjaminites and took up battle positions against them at Gibeah. The Benjaminites came out at Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. The Israelites went up and wept before the Lord until evening, and they inquired of the Lord. They said, 
Shall we go up again to fight against the Benjaminites, our fellow Israelites? The Lord answered, Go up against them. This time, when the Benjaminites came out from Gideon to oppose them, they cut down another 18,000 Israelites, all of them armed with swords. Then all the Israelites, the whole army, went to Bethel, and there they sat weeping before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord. They asked, Shall we go up again to fight against the Benjaminites, our fellow Israelites, or not? The Lord responded, Go, for tomorrow I will give them into your hands. In those days... Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Be loyal to God. As the account of this chaotic period of Israel's history comes to an end in the book of Judges, the writer concludes, At this time there was no king in Israel. People did whatever they felt like doing. God had given them a political system based on loyalty to the one God, but that loyalty was short-lived and the whole system began to dissolve. As we will see when we look at the book of 1 Samuel, the provision of having a king in Israel was not seen as wholly positive, yet it was preferable to this chaotic state of affairs where everyone did just what they felt like doing. Even in the midst of the chaos, there were moments when the people of God inquired of God they asked to be led by God. The lesson of staying in constant communication and consultation with God is so prevalent throughout the Old Testament. If Israel made a mistake here, it was that they did not ask God whether or not they should go into battle. They only asked how the battle was to be waged. We also learn that even if God is behind a scheme, you may suffer great setbacks, as the people of God did here. Even though God promised victory, there were casualties along the way. If this is true of the physical battles they faced, it is certainly true of the spiritual battles that you face. Do not be surprised by setbacks. It does not necessarily mean that you are not being led by God. The lesson of the book of Judges is that whatever happens, stay loyal to God. All he wants is you. Lord, help me to stay constantly loyal to you. May I not be put off by setbacks. May I always seek your will in my life. Pepper adds, Psalm 61 verse 2, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When we feel we're in the midst of a difficult situation, we need to get to the rock that is higher than we are. God can change our perspective on a complex situation that we're facing today. And there may be a situation even today where God can give you fresh revelation. 